welcome to Shockwave Solutions, where we bring to life real-world actionable insights for direct response marketers. Okay, and welcome to another episode of Shockwave Solutions, where we present real-world actionable insights to direct response marketers. Today, we have the great pleasure of having Glenn Ludwell from Mind Movies join us, um, as well as Alex Cantoni from Copy Posse. And they uh, are, one, amazing friends, super sharp direct response marketers, and just people that we love to hang out with. Um, I've had the opportunity to get to know them both uh, through Flight Club which is a, a phenomenal mastermind group with great insights, lots of information and fantastic relationships, honestly. Um, and Emma and I recently joined uh, as well, Flight Club, because it's just a great group. So Alex, Glenn, thank you both for jumping in today. Um, we're gonna jump into some conversations about partnerships a little bit more, as well as direct response marketing. Um, and one of the ways we always like to kind of just start out is, is getting to know our guests a little bit further. You know, Our audience is a little bit diverse from the direct response space, and so some people, as hard as it is to believe, may not know who Glenn, who you are, or Alex, who you are. <laughs> so, um, you know, let's let's kind of just uh, jump in there, Glenn. Let's start with you, if you don't mind. Um, give us a little bit of background about you know how you got started with with either Mind Movies or did you come into the direct response space uh, on something before Mind Movies was was running? Yeah, well, I I didn't know what direct response marketing meant uh, until I was uh, you know started Mind Movies, but in actuality, I was in direct response marketing per se years and years and years ago i had a a mail house i used to send offers out and create offers and then i owned a nightclub and an events company where i used to what did i do send offers out do ads you know make phone calls to like it it was all you know and that was part of my journey and my story how you know i really become a marketer Uh, but i just didn't realize it at the time because you know you're running a business and the marketing bit is just one component um but it wasn't until you know, what, 12, 13 years ago now, when I got into this, I went, oh, well, a few, few things. Oh my God, I'm pretty good at this. I'm naturally good at it. And I really, really love it. Yeah. And for the first time ever, I'm like, now I get why people say they'd never retire. And what I realized was, even though I was running the company, but I had help, I had a couple of partners, I realized my real sweet spot was direct response marketing. So that's really the short story uh, to how that happened. Wonderful. Thank you so much. And how about you, Alex? Was, was your journey completely different, I'm assuming? I mean, yeah. Really- yeah. I mean, I was on track to go to law school and then uh, <laughs> by some miracle, you know, decided, I think I'm going to put that on hold and um, actually applied for an internship at a company called Mind Valley, which many direct response marketers are aware of. Um, one of the leading kind of online publishers of personal growth products online. And of course, back then they were just a tiny little startup. I don't know. I was maybe employee number 12 or something like that and uh, went over to Malaysia for three and a half years, started as an intern, uh, worked my way up, learned what direct response marketing was, similar to what Glenn said, like, you know, coming from a very traditional academic background, you know, like internet marketing and direct response marketing really seemed like this, oh my gosh, you can pull money out of the sky, which my brother still thinks I do. (laughs) Um, He's a doctor, poor guy. (laughs) And, uh, Anyway, yeah, so that's kind of how I got into direct response marketing and, and learned about copywriting. And I mean, once you, once you get a taste of it, there's like no going back, you know? And, and I, during my three and a half years at the company before I left in 2011 uh, to start my consulting company, uh, that was the best education I think I could have gotten ever in this whole crazy mm-hmm. world that is now the backbone of my entire business. So funny. Thank God you didn't go to law school. Thank God. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> so uh, so that's your, your journey into direct response directly. But then... You guys, where did you guys actually make your connection and meet? How did you hook up and why did you decide to do Flight Club together? Yeah, well, I mean, I actually met um, Glenn's business partner first. Uh, I was at a Evan Pagan event in Florida in 2009, I believe. And I was traveling to the event on behalf of Mind Valley and met this Aussie guy and we started chatting and he told me about his company Mind Movies and uh, and then of course I went back to Malaysia and then the next time I was in San Diego with Vishen the founder of Mind Valley um, he was like hey we should grab dinner and I'm going to bring my my partners Glenn and Nat and we all went for dinner and that was sort of the start of an awesome friendship and years of meeting up at events and you know late nights drinking tequila and that sort of stuff. <laughs> that was the journey. That was it. And it then was I guess, a long time later, though, when we actually, how, how many years later, do you think, when we uh, started the consultancy thing? Yeah, so that would have been, I think, so Eight. I started my consulting company in 2000, 
2011, 2012. And then it was actually, I think only 2013 that Glenn and I had obviously stayed connected as friends. And then um, he was presented with an opportunity to work with a, a client that he's like, you know what, I think, uh, I think I know who I want to work with on this. And he called me up and he's like, hey, do you want to partner? Well, I told her the only way I was going to do it. I said, I have a friend, the only way, because you know, I don't really like to work that hard. <laughs> I said, the only way I'll do this is if I've got one person in mind, if she'll partner with me, she probably won't. But I told her, I said, well, that's the only way I do it. And of course, it was just one of those perfect timing things. So that was our first partnership. Our first partnership. Yeah, that. And so it was back in 2013. And that was doing a lot of direct response marketing, uh, consulting, you know, all the stuff that we, that we know and love. Um, and, that, and then that turned into um, Glenn starting Flight Club. And then, you know, of course, we partnered on that uh, a year after starting, he started Flight Club. So. Uh, I'm curious, um, on the consulting side, what were you guys kind of consulting on? Was it very specific direct marketing? Was it funnel build? Was it copy? I mean, we're everything. I don't know. Yeah, basically. Yeah. That all of that, that you just okay. said everything from the concept, creating the funnel, the idea, the strategy, obviously Alex mm -hmm. read all the copy. Um, yeah, it was the whole thing. Um, and you know, that was kind of going to be a test model and, you know, but, um, we ended, it, it kind of fizzled out to be honest with this one client after Couple of, well, we kind of got over it, to be honest. You know, you're mm -hmm. just dealing with other another team that doesn't really think, you know, I mean, everyone knows it's in consultancy. Um, Alex did bear most of the brunt of it because she was trying to deal with them um, on a day-to-day -day basis. <laughs> <laughs> so I think in the end, I think I didn't, I just say to you, Alex, if you don't want to do this anymore, like I'm completely cool with it. Like, right. you know, it's just like, we'll make an okay money, but it just wasn't worth the headache. Well, and then, I mean, we were, while, yeah, we were doing well for a while with it. And then, you know, Facebook decided one day it was going to shut down the ad account. And then that's a whole uh, other conversation. Yeah. But <laughs> sometimes the universe just sort of delivers this bomb and you're like, well, maybe now's a good time to just decide to focus on, for focus our efforts on our own individual businesses. Sure. But, but that's what really opened the door to then ultimately me coming on board um, as a partner in Fly Club, because Obviously, Glenn and I have been friends for years. We had already been partners in another business and we know how well we communicate and work together. And it really is. I mean, we've all been in other partnerships that don't go well, right. you know, and everyone, most people will say like, if you can do it yourself, do it yourself, don't bring in a partner. But I think when you have positive experiences like Glenn has, like I have, like many of the people that you have on your podcast, um, I think having, having that partnership can be a really amazing thing. Yeah. So good. Um, I love that, you know, you guys talk about being friends and kind of just connecting in the industry and beginning to build that friendship and relationship. Um, and I think there's a tremendous value and asset or resource in the direct response community because it's really not that big of an industry. I mean, there's a lot of people in it, but not really that many people if you, if you look at a lot of other business uh, models or business types or categories. And, um, and the other thing that I, that I personally appreciate about the direct response space is, is it tends to be a very like giving and generous community because there's so many pieces that are moving. There's so much, uh, I mean, so many things to test, things change so quickly. Like there's, they're just, no matter how good you are, there's always something deeper to dig into, more to understand, things to test. Um, and so, I mean, that's been my experience. I'm sure that, you know, that's part of the way Flight Club is actually too, is, is the generosity of the uh, members and the presenters and people who are coming in and sharing um, you know, that generosity, that insight, and kind of just being able to, to build that community. And so um, I appreciate that that's kind of where you guys started your relationship is, is just building that friendship and relationship and kind of helping each other and kind of having fun hanging out, right? Mm -hmm. um, I think that's so important too, you know, like we all talk about the power of online, which is great and, you know, it's changed all of our lives, but, um, you know, I can, I can think back to, you know, really a few core relationships yeah. and friendships that completely, you know, changed the course of my business and gave it you know, validation gave it, you know, support, gave, gave me support in those moments where you're like, am I doing this right? Like, what am I not seeing? And, you know, when you're just Facebook friends with someone, nobody's going to get real <laughs> with you. No one's going to be like, dude, what the heck did you just put out there? You know? Um, and I think that's, that's what we love so much about Flight Club too, is that you can, it's so great that we can all scale online and that we can all make money online, but you know, never to devalue the importance of getting together face to face and, ha and having those connections, because ultimately that's what truly matters. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, as you said, Travis, I mean, I, I mean, you know, I mean, I came into this, this industry, I mean, I was nearly 40, you know, I'd been in dozens of businesses, you know, real, as I call real businesses, I'm doing air quotes, for, <laughs> you know, um, real businesses, but um, it is amazing. And I think the, you touched on it, 
people are open. And the thing that I loved about it, and I know this isn't re- like right across the board, but like my whole experience was you have a conversation and then there's a contract before you do anything, you know, which is really costly. The amount of money you got to spend to try an idea, all these things we know we love about, about online, the online world, but particularly direct response. You can have a partnership with somebody <clears throat> and just try it out. You know, it's kind of, there's not a big risk in most things. There's lost revenue risk. So I think people are a lot more chilled. They're not all worried about getting, that was the thing I loved about it because it was the opposite to every business I'd ever been involved in, you know? And then like, you know, Alex just said, like it's, it's, it's a whole nother world that we're in. But the thing that I think we forget the most, everyone in this industry, and I think I just got it because I'd been around for so long. Like the amazing part about this industry is it's most people's first business right? Mm-hmm. And that's fantastic. But the disadvantage is generally they're not experienced in business and they don't know that, that face-to-face communication will never, ever, ever be superseded. I don't care if you've got a hologram. It doesn't matter. Text is the worst. Phone is the next. Video is the next. And in person will always, always, always totally. be key. Always. Right? Yeah. And I think the only, I got that when I came in the industry because I didn't know how to type and I didn't really know anything else, (laughs) but making connections with people. But, you know, um, as Alex said, I mean, that, I think that's why that's always been part of which led us right through, you know, affiliate marketing and doing the JV stuff and building the business like that, you know, us connecting the way we were, it was always relation, then led into flight club, which is why that's such a big component of it. I only really was thinking about that when you were, when you were saying that. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's your superpower, Glenn. Like the way that you connect with people is yes. incredible, you know. And um, every, you know, everyone everyone wants to be Glenn's best friend, and he because that's just sort of how he shows up. And and it's it's so cool to kind of see. Okay, like you know, Glenn jokes that he that he can't type. He really can't. <laughs> but, <laughs> but to be able to be like, okay, I can have a I can actually have a direct response marketing online business without being able to type, and it's because of his ability mm. to make connections and to get people that back him and that's I think a skill set that um I think in the online world a lot of people are missing and, and I think this past year has really proven what Glenn's saying of face-to-face mm. communication I mean in I know in the states it's a little bit different than me up here in Canada but like we're basically in full-blown lockdown now I can't go into somebody else's home right. and so yeah Glenn's like what like and it and it's weighing on me in a major way because I'm a social person I'm used to being able to go to flight club three times a year Glenn and I and friends and our partner our partners travel the world together all the time and (laughs) and this year is the first year I mean I haven't seen Glenn since March and it's the first year that we haven't you know me and my boyfriend haven't met up with him and and Steph and and it's like I'm dying over here like I'm freezing (laughs) and dying up here in Canada and I'm like just waiting for face-to-face communication again I miss it so much yeah, totally. Um, I'm curious, um, when you guys were kind of, I mean, kind of getting into a little bit to the nitty gritty of business partnership and stuff, I mean, how, how, did you guys spend very much time figuring out or talking about how you wanted to structure, how you wanted to kind of delegate duties or how you guys go about making decisions? I always love hearing people's answers. I always, because Travis put me through the ringer. I always <laughs> love, love hearing people's answers to this question. The, well, as I said, I've been involved in a lot of partnerships. So um, <clears throat> Alex and I, and I learned, you know, as good of friends as we were, you couldn't, but well, you could be better friends. We're better friends now than we were, but just because we spent a lot more time together. But, um, right. you know, as we all know, generally, well, not, I shouldn't say this generally, it should be the way there's no, there's no doubt about trust, mm-hmm. but the thing that people underestimate is we, we, and I've done it several times to learn this lesson. We trust people's ability and we don't know really, really know. I mean, I, I know the ability that Alex has got to a certain degree and so on. But the thing that I have, I live by and we did, we've done it twice because we've had two different partnerships. I've done it with every friends. I've never, ever had a partnership go south ever, whether it's lost money, made money, whatever, since I've been doing this. And the strategy is, is you sit down, whether it's your, it doesn't matter if it's your best friend or someone you hardly know, but you've done to do the business and say, okay, right. We're all positive about this. We know that nothing's going to go wrong. This is all great. But now, right now for two hours, we're going to be the most negative people we can possibly imagine being. We can't even imagine being this negative. That's how negative we're going to be. And we're going to make up, I mean, make up the worst scenarios that could possibly ever happen. Yep. And we're going to spend two hours on it. And then we're going to talk about these terrible negative things that you're going to do, I'm going to do, what I'm not going to do. You're going to move overseas. You're going to not want to work in the business anymore. You're, everything that will never happen, we're going to talk about and come up with what would happen if. 
and that's your partnership agreement. over cocktails of course it's, and you know what I, it's yeah. literally what travis it's literally what of course travis over cocktails because you loosen up a little bit more yeah. but i've had to with some people that people with partners like alex and i we can just nut that out really quickly but you sure. know more introverted people like okay you go away and think about it and come back to me with a list and yeah. then we're going to talk about it and it's really difficult right really really difficult to do but um i've never ever had to go let's look at the agreement even it could be an email let's look at what we wrote down never i've had to do that because when you verbalize what if what if what if what if mm -hmm. you know what's the problems when you make a lot of money or no money yep all of a sudden well i thought i perceived but it's never been discussed right I mean, right. you guys are nodding. You obviously did the same thing. We, well, so I did not want to. Thing. I did not want to. I did not want to at all. I was, we talked no about, one does. Yeah. We talked about no going into business to. together for two about two years before we okay. did it. We we really like we we spent a long time talking about it, and then we decided to do it. We made the agreement that we were going to do it, and I was still in Puerto Rico, and he was like, "Okay." go ahead and file the paperwork tomorrow. But first I want to talk about how we wind this down and how we exit. I'm like, we haven't started this and you're breaking up with me. Like, <laughs> what is this? Um, and so he made me do that and he doesn't drink. Um, so I drank for both of us. I had probably 18 Modellos that night as we sat and just talked about all of the awful things from one of us dying to... Yeah our children taking over to or not yeah or, or, not, yeah. or not or not i mean and it was more about like okay if something happens to you what's going to happen like with your spouse with your kids what's going to happen with the business it was it was a i would have when he told me we we're going to have the conversation i was like oh it's going to be heavy it's going to be tough but we had spent two years becoming friends like really yeah. really like i don't have very many friends like i have with travis and i was i think because he was he was that type of person that I could sit down and have a conversation with and be a hundred percent honest in what I did, what I felt, you know, whatever, what I thought. And I was never worried about like, I shouldn't say that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't worry about what I say really anyway, <laughs> but, um, but with Travis, I, I, I don't, I don't care how people perceive it, but I was never worried about how he would perceive it. And I actually do care of, about what he thinks of me. Very, very, very few people I actually give a shit about, but, um, I, it was just we because we had cultivated this relationship it was so easy to have the conversation i was so worried that i was making a mistake going into business with him because what if something did go wrong and i ruined this great friendship that i found you know it's, I, I trust like four people in the world and what if i screw <laughs> i what if i screwed this up this thing that i have because travis is the person that i can call and go everything is wrong in the world and i'm not that type of person there's like two people that know that side <laughs> of me because i'm a solver right like I, I solve problems i don't but Travis gets the, uh, everything's wrong. Everything's horrible. I don't know how to fix this. And two hours later, uh, Travis's wife is very upset with me because Travis is still at the office, but we have a total, you know, this totally planned out set of action steps on how all of it's going to be fixed the next day. Well, and that's, I mean, that's possibly what could save a friendship, right? Yeah. It's right. so easy to be, right. you know, and I've been in the other side of it where, you know, where it's exciting, it's a new business, sure. let's be partners, yay! And then you get like your names <laughs> on the papers and you get your joint bank account and you're like, this is so exciting. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh God, this is so uncomfortable because now I have to have this conversation that we never had and we should have right. had it. And, you know, you hope that everyone's reasonable and that it's not going to be friendship ending, but it could be, you know? And oh. like Glenn said, when money's oh. when made or when a lot of his money is made and it's easy if you're just kind of like, covering expenses and like, well, yeah. whatever, you know, but um, ultimately I think it's so important to start that way. Yeah. But even the deal with, you know, like I had, I had this to a, well, I had to a certain degree, certain things like when there's spouses and children yeah. involved, right? right? That, that's a huge one. Yeah. And my, my partner, Natalie and I bought out years and years ago now, but I mean, for first, but, but I tell you the, the process of buying him out. Um, I can't say that I, I didn't realize the type of person he was, but I still wasn't prepared. And on, anyway, mm -hmm. the long story short of it was, it, it completely ended a friendship, completely. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's like that I would do next time. So if we ever decide to part ways, yeah, what, what does it kind look like? of deal, yeah. like, which is nearly impossible. We, we to did do, that, right? We, no, yeah. we, no, it's yeah. really, it's Travis came up with a really, like, he structured it out so that it's like, I think there's like someone assess our business or something, a third yeah. party, and then like, it, it, like he just he really he he thought of everything 
He but really like, did you say like, okay, so it'll be, it'll be this, it'll be around this, it'll be this percentage, but then you just say, well, or maybe it'll be some kind of a buyout. Maybe it'll be some small percentage you keep in a partial buyout. Like, I think it's like 50% or no, a three-year well, buyout or something. We, we talked about, we, we talked about assessing it at regular intervals, right? So, hey, where are we at? Because, you know, look, I'm kind of a big fan of, like, I'm a, I'm a fairly optimistic person in general, right? But I'm, I think there's a huge value in looking at what's worst case scenario and what would I do in worst case scenario, right? If I, if I can come to terms and I can come up with something that I'm comfortable or reasonable in that worst case scenario, then anything that comes up that's not that bad, like so much easier to manage, yeah. right? Yeah, agreed. Yeah. So, I, have, I have four grown children. What happens to your side of the business if you pass away? A fair question. You get hit by a bus tomorrow. What happens to, is Travis going to have to deal with four Biting dumb 18 yeah. to 25 year olds that have no clue how to run a business trying to step in and tell him what to do. But how do we protect that now? Yeah. Well, I tell you what we did. We just said, no matter what, no family, no one ever gets any say ever in the business. Yes, they will own. You, get, you, you have the right to a distribution, not a job. Yeah, no, that's, that's pretty it. much. That's pretty but much that's what we important. Did. Yeah, yeah, agreed. I agree completely. Third, you know? I agree completely. <clears throat> the but business is, could be destroyed. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It was it was really nice to have. So Travis also, what's really cool about being his partner is he and his wife, who, by the way, right behind his arm is a picture of him and his wife and me and my husband. We just, oh, I mean, we lovely. love we love each other. I love his <laughs> wife. I think she likes me. I love me. my wife. That's perfect. <laughs> I, I think oh she likes God, me. Oh my God, me too. My husband, my husband adores Travis. Like last night I was purchasing a computer and he just, I, I was trying to do it. And he just, he was driving me. He escalated it by a thousand dollars every 15. In my, my actual yeah. spouse. And finally I was like, you know what? You want to take this over? Fine call the only partner I have that has a say in how much money I spend and figure it out. And the two of them figured it out. It was fantastic. <laughs> but Travis and his wife do marital coaching, right? And so they well, have mentoring, this yeah. mentoring. Oh, I know this. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, so yeah. they have this, you know, they, they spend a lot of time nurturing relationships. And so when we started our partnership, he really treats our partnership like a marriage um because it is i mean if you think about it it is it's partnership yeah it's a, it's, a partnership. it's yeah yeah it, and so it's like you know oh do i have to ask permission for everything no absolutely not but let's keep each other informed because it's the right thing to do if we have a disagreement who wins that was my biggest thing because i'm jewish right so that's that's what <laughs> jews do like each person gets a box and whoever owns that box, you get the final say. So if I'm over finance, I get the final say if we don't agree. If you're over the kids, if we don't agree, you get the final say. And he was like, no, there's no final say. If we're not in unity, we don't do it. Well, that's not gonna work. It actually works great. We were talking about <laughs> I like that. I really like that actually. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I'm gonna implement that the next, I mean, with Alex and I, it's never a thing, but you know what I think it's, what I was gonna say before, which is obviously what you guys had, what we definitely had was not just really loved each other, right mm -hmm. as friends but really respected each other yeah yeah like really respected each other not critical i respect a little bit in that way but you're a bit of a nightmare in that way which is fine right we've all got you know friends and tendencies even partners right yeah. but when you really respect the other person's ability and their opinion i mean it's like a marriage right it's exactly like a marriage if right. you have that like that's what i always what's love it's respect yeah what's a great partnership it's respect you know, and we love yeah. and respected each other and do so much. It's, I can't even imagine there being a disagreement. That's where it's nice to have the similar personality, mm. you know, and the different skill sets. But it works the other way. But, but I just think if you don't have that and still you do that agreement, you're fine. Yeah. Do you guys you never have, have disagreements? Do you guys never argue? You guys never have disagreements? I mean, we have like little like, you know, like. <laughs> you know, when they're really like, stressed setting what up. What was that? What we're was setting that? Setting up the backdrop and like <laughs> one time, one, one time. time. It's the only time ever. But you know, I you can remember that moment. And there, like, was, oh, there was a little moment. snap. There was a little <laughs> and a little minute, and we both went, "Oh, oh, this is obviously stressful." <laughs> oh, I would have cried. Sorry. I went home and cried. Didn't you? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, but for the most part, like I think because yeah. we are so similar. Like we, I mean, we just know what the other person's thinking before right. we even say it 99% of the time. I think that's why, you, I mean, you, before we started recording, you had hinted at, oh, you guys are so good at like 
pinging, ping ponging off each other on stage. Yeah. And, and even last time when I had to do it virtually and I was just a big head on the screen and, and Glenn was on stage. And to be honest, I had my doubts. I was like, Glenn, how can I co-host this with you? Like you're on stage. And I'm like, I couldn't even see the crowd, which is really funny. <laughs> like I could only see Glenn. So I just had to sort of like pretend like, Hey guys, like I could see everybody. And, um, and well. it actually well. worked. Yeah. It worked pretty good. Really yeah. well. It I worked really well. In. It did. Yeah. It worked really. And some of the time, um, at the beginning we had technical difficulties and you couldn't see anything. Oh, and that's I don't know when, how you did when, that, when that happened. That's when I knew I we wanted I wanted to have you guys on. <laughs> I was like that. So Travis and I, it is a little bit different. We fight over everything. Um, so we're we, really good at it though, in a good way. We're really we do we we. So I think there's only been like twice where we've been like frustrated, not mad, but frustrated with each other. And he'll he he'll always be like he'll when it's starting to get heated, he'll be like, "Are you okay?" Are you, are we okay? Like, yeah, we're fine. We're just, we're, he's, yeah. Cause I'm, he's a conversion killer, this man. Like he just looks for ways to crush. Data processing is my background. Like yeah, I have to yeah. He's like, he's like, this isn't compliant. We have to change this and like put, put in a huge font. You're going to be charged monthly. Like Travis, you can't do that. Like you're going to take away half my money. Um, so we have, we have an argument back and forth for, you know, a while on how, how we make it all happen. Right. And so, yeah, we just have such a different. We're looking at it from this is what I was saying earlier. I understand the operations, the logistics, and the marketing side, and what we need, what we need there. And he understands the finance and the mids okay. and the compliance okay. and legal side, and what we need there. And so it's constantly like, no, I need. It's a tug of war, so we have to fight that out sometimes. But we don't. I mean, we don't scream at each other or get like nasty or anything like that. But we well, argue. I don't. That's good. Oh, okay. I, can't, I, I do. I, can't. I do. Travis getting nasty. Yeah, uh, it just can't imagine it. Now I can't imagine you raising your voice, Travis. Like you know, you'd say, I, I've been there once or twice. But yeah, I'm, I'm I think teacher. I think both times it was teacher. towards me. But that's uh... <laughs> well. So here's the thing. Like for us, like I'm okay with conflict in mm -hmm. in the hopes that it moves something forward. Like right. Like I'm a I'm a big fan of if you have a good idea, it's a good idea, and it can withstand the criticism. It can withstand mm -hmm. right. the objections. It can withstand whatever and if it can't it's not that good of an idea right yeah um right. and so the he way plays that we... devil devil's advocate he yeah. loves saying that let me play devil's advocate for a minute which frustrates the hell out of me but we 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 talk it out and he finds holes but because we have respect for one another and right. i learned this man i learned this and trust in being able to be vulnerable and be wrong say, yeah. i learned this from my wife because my wife is amazing but it yeah. used to frustrate me to no end because uh the way that she processes things like she is she sees like the holes and the gaps like instantly, right? And so, and I'm like optimistic and I would always get like deflated. I'd be like, oh, she's shooting down my idea, you know? But what I learned not that long ago, and thank God I learned it, is that once she gets past that point where she's shooting it down, her mind shifts into this problem solving mode, which is incredible. Um, because once she's identified all those gaps or holes, then, then she gets right to that point. And so I, I've learned that, that process of, you know, some people go through that process, that's how they think. And they, they may feel like really negative or critical in the moment, especially if they're shooting down your idea that you think is so great. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's, it's this process that once you begin to, now you're going into problem solving mode. So you've identified all those pain points, all those problems, all those holes, all those gaps, boom, let's solve it. And then boom, boom, boom. And she, I mean, you guys, you guys met sure you probably didn't get to know her as well as you have the opportunity to, but she is a sharp woman. And, and Emma's very similar in, in a different way. But also, she's his wife doesn't ever swear at him. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe not ever, but <laughs> rarely, very rarely. Um, but it's you know that that fighting it out and still having mutual respect for one another, right? Like, like Emma can be like super adamant about a, a position, and you know it doesn't like I never feel personally attacked, even if she's personally attacking me in some way. Like it, it doesn't hit me the same way. You know, it's not like she's attacking. Who I am, it's she's attacking the idea. The idea, yeah, yeah. But that I think you know, like we keeps coming back to the same thing. It's just that respect, right? You know, it's it, and and you know, comparing it to a marriage <clears throat> is exactly. I mean, you know, my other partnership was my wife and partner. For, oh, I think it's the ultimate. I really do. I think it's the ultimate partnership if it works. Mm -hmm. But you know, like we said before, the mutual respect, respecting each other's ideas, respecting what we'd always say in a marriage and in, in personal. <clears throat> no, well, Alex and I do it without even discussing it. You know we would have very specific departments. And like yeah. you were saying before, Emma, oh, I'm in charge of that, I'm in charge of that. We don't even have an argument over a thing in your department. You don't have an argument with me over in my department. We would just always, do, we'd always do that. 
that's my thing. That's your thing. That's our thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and again, it comes from respect, right? Yeah. So it's like, I think that's important in every relationship you have. Friendships, partnerships, marriage, whatever. Everyone has their department, right? Yeah. You know. And I think an equal level of um, confidence in, in what it is that you do as well. Because I've been in partnerships before where, you know, I'm, I'm very confident in what I do. And so I naturally am like, I know this is my department. And if the other partner is like, well, okay, then I guess that leaves this part for me. That doesn't work. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's like, well, I'm kind of good at what you do, but you're better. So you do it. And I guess I'll just go over here and do this. Like, that's never going to work. Like there really has to be that like, okay, bringing, like coming together and both really standing in your genius zone. And it sounds like, you know, you guys actually cover more departments if we're using that language than even Glenn and I do. I mean, Glenn and I are both great marketers, but I focus on the, you know, more on the copywriting and messaging. Although all of that is shaped by conversations that we have because he's such a genius marketer. And then, you know, when it comes to, um, when it comes to like the events and the, and the people and all of that, that's so Glenn's world. And of course, I'm learning so much during that process, but a lot of the like logistics and operations, like that's neither one of our things <laughs> really. So like, that's why we get help. Like we, we know what to help. do here. Yeah. So, you know, I, it, it's not like, Oh great. I guess I'll just do, you know, operations and logistics. That's like, we, we recognize very quickly and early on that that's just neither one of our strong. We that I think, you know what? We certainly don't know everything, right? Like we, but no. each, we, we have defined roles of the boxes that we own, that we each own. Yeah. And then we have staff that are rock stars. Yeah. To do the other stuff. Yeah. Right. To do the stuff that we either don't want to do or, you know, is like we focus on what we're best at and then we either vendor out or hire employees out to do what we cannot. Right. Yeah. You know, to Alex's point, and I know this, well, kind of from personal, one of my old partners, his best friend and him were identical in their skill set. So mm. they were really good at the same things. They were really bad at the same things. Mm. Do you think they ever had got a business to work? Yeah. Never. Yeah. And even when we were partnerships, we tried again. And I went, oh, my God, I can see why you guys never got anywhere. And it right. wasn't the stuff they were good at. It was the stuff they weren't good at. Mm-hmm. It was horrible. You know? So I think that's the skill set thing is very important. You, you know? look at like Steve Jobs and um, Wozniak, yeah. right? Yeah. Like. Steve Jobs was the marketer. I mean, he didn't know anything about tech, but then he yeah. partnered with Wozniak and it was like, okay, dream team, right? Yeah, exactly the same, yeah. Yeah, that's great. What do you guys do? Like, um, do you sit down and do like, so Travis and I follow a system called EOS, or at least we're trying to follow a system yeah. EOS. And so um, we do like quarterly and yearly meetings. Um, we do, you know, level 10 meetings with our team. What type of um, planning do you guys do for your business together? None. I love the way they're laughing. They're like nothing. Even as you started to say it, we're both smiling at each other going, no. And and hey, don't get me wrong. And also like, keep in mind, like the business that Glenn and I run together now is different than like our individual direct response companies, you know? And so, you know, I, um, I see the value in a lot of that, especially if you're looking to grow and and scale and the whole thing about like love, and it's kind of like a beauty business in this sense. And we talk about this on stage and things like that, is that our goal is not to scale flight club because the whole (laughs) point of it is is that it's an intimate mastermind group. And it's a business that really is sort of this, like, it's just fe- it like fuels our souls and allows us to get, have that face-to-face communication and make connections. But like, you know, obviously there's times where we're like, okay, we need to go to the drawing board and have a strategy meeting because something's not working properly. And of course we're always getting feedback and, and, but because it happens three times a year, it's like, there's a really long testing window of like, okay, we're going to try that at the next event, you know? So it's a little different in, in the sense of, of just the structure of that. Of, yeah. Well, that I mean, we'll meet, we'll meet a few times, obviously during the event about the event. Right. Right. And we might, you know, like, you know, we're doing a new website, we're doing a new membership site, we're doing, you know, I mean, obviously, but, but no, and, and I think it's right what Alex said, it's not, it's not, um, it's not needed, not for that business. Mm-hmm. In my other business, yeah, I, we have a manager's meeting every two weeks, even once every week is to, to, but honestly, Natalie only just come into doing that. I met with my head of marketing, my head of tech. That's who I have to be dealing with. But Natalie is content creator. So she's, She's on her own island doing her own thing, doing, you know, really she's being fed by the marketing team, but it was really, again, as a partnership, we're so uh, separated in what our, our roles are. Mm-hmm. Uh, even that, what, not in that situation, but it's like, 
your your guy's situation is a bit different. Like, right. you know, that'd be like my marketing guy, my tech guy, never talking, never meeting. Yeah. I mean, they meet all the time, you know, and saying why I'm involved in that, you know. But yeah, not 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 for Flight Club, we don't need that. Well, maybe we do, we're just not doing it. <laughs> we're not good at that stuff. <laughs> well, what about you, Alex, for, for Copy Posse? Are you putting together, you know, something a little bit more structured or systematic or are you just kind of like, eh, let's just see yeah, what happens I mean, and test things? That's definitely something that is a big focus for me moving into 2021 because I grew so much in 2020 and it was all fine and good in the beginning when, you know, you're kind of just throwing together meetings and like, you do this and oh, you do that and my team's growing and, um, and now I'm realizing like, okay, you know, like I've seen happen in many other businesses. Okay. I'm burnt out. I need to put systems and processes in place to allow me to step further outside of the day to day. And so that's, that's definitely an ongoing challenge and um, something that I, yeah, I want to focus more on. I, one of my um, biggest clients who I, we all know, um, numerologist.com and Blair, mm. Blair Gorman, um, what's cool is being involved in a company like that um, is really seeing how a lot of those processes have helped. I mean, in the beginning, it was, you know, pretty small team. Every, it was very flat organization, very, you know, everyone just, you know, hustles to get what needs to be done, done. And Mindvalley was like that too in the beginning, but then really seeing how getting those, those um, processes in place. I mean, it's a game changer and not, you know, not everyone's great at it. It it feels like so opposite to what I'm good at. Like, I just want to be vision, like creating vision, strategy, marketing, copywriting and making money. Like what about like, don't show me a spreadsheet, you know, but I realize it is very important. Just give me the bottom line of the spreadsheet. We're positive on cash flow. Keep going. Exactly. Right. We can work more ads. Do it. But but you have, but again, then it goes to skill sets, right? Mm -hmm. It's whether you have a very high level, like my two high level people are like partners. I mean, they're, you know, Mm-hmm. but you know who's going to be looking at spreadsheet no one on our skill set or personality type is going to do that ever i don't even look at the daily thing i don't want to look at the daily thing because that'll distract me that'll distract mm-hmm. me and maybe make me make a call that i shouldn't be making right it might come from a scarcity perspective oh things are tight today tomorrow it's good or at the end of the week it's good or the end of the month so i don't even we meet with my cmo <coughs> coo sorry and cmo so cfo getting all the o's mixed up <laughs> Every two weeks, that's it. Like, I don't want to know about that stuff, you know? And uh, if my partner does, well, that's up to her. I don't want to know about it. <laughs> you know? Ignorance is bliss sometimes, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's one way to No, no, you've got to make sure someone's doing it. That's <laughs> someone, for sure. someone, right. yeah. For sure. Well, that's what you have a COO for, right? Like the COO, your COO is supposed to be running the day-to-day, keeping their finger on the pulse, knowing everything that's happening. I, so I, we put together scorecards um, we're putting one together for our team now. Um, but we put together scorecards for our clients. And so essentially we just are looking weekly at KPIs that will indicate if we need to take a deep dive in a certain department or a certain uh, area or not. If it's green, it's good. If it's red, it's bad. Yeah. <laughs> right. So it's orange. <laughs> right. So, um, so for Travis and I's business, we mean, you know, we have multiple clients and we can't possibly be looking up everything all the time. But when we're looking at those, you know, chargeback amounts, refund amounts, deliverability percentage for emails, open rates, uh, revenue numbers, when, when we can look at those quickly in a week, we can see where we need to spend our time and see where we don't spend our time. But you're right. I've, I've actually never worked with a CEO president ever that I'd want them to see those numbers every week. I wouldn't want them to see those numbers because they'll just be a nightmare, particularly yeah. particularly visionary CEOs, right? Like they'll just be a nightmare all week long. Like sometimes it dips. We got to look at it over three months. We know when we need to worry. We know when we don't need to worry. Yeah. Leave it to leave it to us. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd like to get into, because um, you guys put some tremendous resources together in Flight Club itself. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is, you know, one of the great assets of the community that you've built up. Um, is, you know, incredible content, great speakers, um, people who are sharing best practices. I'm curious, when you're, when you're looking at speakers to come to Flight Club specifically, are, are, there, are you looking at things that the members are asking for specifically? Are you looking at things that you're like, man, I really need to focus on this? You know, I, uh, we had some speakers, um, not this last time, but the time before, that were all about scaling businesses, you know, kind of building kind of the systems and structure and going through different phases in, in the company's growth cycles. Um, you know, is that because you're like, this is us and we need this? Or is it just kind of like, 
hey, these are amazing speakers. We really met them and they just happened to be talking about a theme or contents or I don't know. I'm just curious how you guys go about that process. Okay. Honestly, a combination of all. Okay. Primarily, it's, it's more of a combination of what, well, you know, Travis, we ask, you know, yeah. often we ask, you know, um, but what I've found is actually nearly pretty much 100% of the time. No matter what it is, if I'm interested in it, Alex is interested in it for our businesses, absolutely 100% of the time, the members are interested in it. Mm -hmm. So it's probably mostly that. And then, and then it's okay. What's hot now? You know, Mm -hmm. if YouTube's the latest thing, if you know, whatever, if it's Instagram, if it's whatever, you know, Facebook has just shut everyone when, you know, we'll do, (laughs) we try to do as timely things, but it is, but it's more of a, um, we generally don't have to ask. You know, we kind of know whether it's free conversation. What's going on with us? I mean, that's the beauty about we have businesses in exactly the same as what else, you know. And I think what's so great too, and I've even noticed this myself with the content that we get at Flight Club is, I feel like, you know, for example, when we had that event that seemed like ironically, and this wasn't planned, but there was a lot of content about kind of scaling and business right. growth. And, and I think that was just because those were some of the conversations that like we were having. And then the, the speakers like, it's like, okay, great. Yeah. Come speak. Um, but I always find that the content just sort of, oh, you always get this mix where there's times where I hear a presentation and I'm like, oh, that's great. That's amazing. It's not quite like, I'm not quite ready to implement that just yet, but I'm going to remember that. And of course you never do, but you know, you get content from one speaker that is like all you need to implement in that event. And then you can go back. I could go back and listen probably to so many of the talks. And it's like, now I'm ready to hear and implement what I learned at the event two years ago. You know, totally. You got to make a note to do it though. Yeah. And we have so much. I mean, we have now six, what, six going on seven years of content. I know, I know. It's That's a great crazy. library, actually. <laughs> Fantastic library yeah. of resources. You just got to go, go go look at it. Yeah. Got to have someone go do that. <laughs> or find your team members. Yeah, yeah for sure. Watch this one. That's what I really, about I that. was, uh, yeah, I was super impressed. Um, and the reason I wanted to join, because he wanted me to join and I was like, there's no way I'm joining. And then I... <laughs> You're not going to get me to sit in a room for two, three days, well, we did. three times a year. Right. And who really <laughs> wants that? You know, people Listen. don't join a mastermind to sit in a room for two I, days. I have the worst ADHD. So we were at, uh, we were at an event not too long before we went to flight club and I could not sit. I could not sit there. Like I just kept getting up and walking out. I was like, this is too much. This is way too long. Like I can't do it. And it was like half the time of the day. And your, so yours is the full day. This is like a half day and it's like two days. And then the third day is uh, an event. And he's like, you know that you can't like do this there. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, you can, he's but like, he's like, you're going to have to sit there. <laughs> but what was great was it wasn't the same dry thing over and over and over and over again. There was marketing from, a, you know, copywriting hacks. There was marketing from advice about Google ads. There was- Email, list building. Th- right, and yeah. I loved, you never see, it's either all operations and taxes and stuff like that, or all marketing, you never get a blend. This was such a nice one. Like you've got people talking about the operations and the logistics that go behind running a massive company, Mary Ellen, she blew me away, fantastic. Yeah, love her. Um, yeah, some of the little tricks that she had, just keeping your team motivated, we, we put into effect, not only for Shockwave, but our clients as well. And then we had, you know, when Groove Funnels came up, I was like, oh, okay, they're just going to try and sell us something the whole time, which wasn't, <laughs> which wasn't the case at all. But what I loved is he, he gave us the postmortem of his launch. Yeah. And everything oh, yeah. that went wrong for him. He wasn't like, look at me, I'm the best in the world and everything's yeah, yeah. wonderful and it's rainbows and butterflies. It's like, here's every way I screwed up and every way my team screwed up and how things broke. And this is what you need to be prepared for. It was just, it was, it was really- And then he gives everyone everything. He always does yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, you don't have to do that, man. Like, you know. <laughs> but thanks. You know, it's a value thanks. add yeah. for you. It's a value add for you. So just shh. Oh, amazing. Yeah. I didn't know but, he was yeah. going to do that. But no, it was so, it was so fantastic because every day, it, every hour it changed. The sitting at different tables with different people changed the dynamic so much. You had from investors to offer owners to attorneys to, mm-hmm. it was just everybody is represented. It was such a nice blend of high value people. And I, I I always try and watch the way I say that, but there's nothing worse than going to a mastermind, spending the time. And then it's like, 
you've got affiliate managers there. Oh yeah. I was just going to We've all that. done that. Yeah. Right. And so there's, uh, Travis is like, Emma, yeah. you're just all oh, affiliate managers. Oh, hate you. Man. So there's, yeah. if I'm going to meet with affiliate managers, there's, there's an importance in that. Um, and so when I'm going to meet with affiliate managers and networks, I do do that. And I do enjoy that time very much. But when I'm going to do my business planning, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to promote your offer. Thank They're you. not going to teach, yeah. you. Right? Gonna teach you anything. I yeah. don't want anyone talking to me about promoting my offer. I need to figure out. I walked into this room with three high value problems that I've got to solve by the time I walk out of this room and, you know, low level marketers aren't going to be able to solve that for me. No. There's a time and a place for that, but this isn't it. And so I, I definitely appreciated, um, yeah, the caliber or, or, well, you know, there are plenty of lower level people that have a good caliber, but just don't have the experience to lend yeah. what you're looking for. Yeah, sure. Mm. And so these and people, these people like Paul, oh God, I love him so much um what a smart guy like what a yeah. smart guy not so much in it with the times but what a smart, <laughs> what a smart I, I i don't believe i can't believe he knows how to use facebook boom boom yeah. but <laughs> but what a smart guy what a smart smart dude just to sit and talk to him on the boat actually i spent some time talking to him it was so interesting just to hear um some of his thoughts and ideas on on bringing value to what you're selling mm -hmm. yeah. he's so creative he yeah is. and i mean we're we're fierce about the like the integrity of the group in that way and like you said it's not because it's not it's truly not because we don't think an affiliate manager can add any value but it's just when you're when you have you know these high level entrepreneurs coming into a room like you said with high value problems you know when we do our breakouts and our challenges and our biggest wins and you know we've all been at those events where all of a sudden it's you know you connect with the people at your table and you're just like oh um we're in like so different like worlds right now that there's right. nothing that can really happen. And that is so important, you know, cause you get, you get a few bad people in a room at, at an event and that can completely ruin an, an entire, an entire event for some people because you, we're not privy to every single conversation that's ha happening at right. every single table, you know, so. No, you know what, when I'm, when I'm inviting someone, when I, you know, as you guys know, I always, I always uh, have a call with 99% mm -hmm. of the time. And I always just think to myself, you call, gonna, it, you call it an introduction call. It's an interview. I went through it. It's, a, it's an 100% interview. interview. Yeah, it's yeah. an interview. <laughs> but you know, it, but it truly is like, it's, it, it truly is finding out that the groups are fit for you. I'm pretty sure that the, you're going to like the group just before I would get to a call. Right. Mm -hmm. But it is, I mean, obviously I have to do that, but the, to Alex's point, I always think would this, if this person was sitting at a table with three others and they've got a challenge, could they help? Mm -hmm. And if the answer, like that is just the, the real sifter. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, because, you know, say you, like you said, if there's two people at the event like that and they're at different tables, you've ruined it for the other six people. Right. Or ruined that particular, not ruined it, but you know what I mean? You've, you've got a, a person and everyone's like, Oh, but I think the other thing too is really, obviously I always say this and you guys would have heard me say this. Invite the right people, invite the right people, invite the right people, invite the right people. Like really, that's 90% of it. But then the reason I think from the events, being mastermind junkies forever, that we always were and are, you know what makes you bored and makes you want to leave the room. And I was just dead set to do everything I could to not have that. Because I'm the same. I've never stayed in an event the whole time in my life. And I remember the first year or so, someone said to me, everyone stays in the room. Yeah. And I'm like... Oh, which is shocking because you keep the temperature so freaking cold. In there. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's the one the thing that we disagree with. Yeah, we massively disagree with that, but that's a male-female thing. Um, but yeah, but I mean, other than that, I think it's very important. You know, you don't have two-hour speakers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, you got to be a great speaker to listen to that. Then you don't have another speaker after it. You have a break. You have a break. I appreciated I mean, that. I appreciate. I mean, you guys know that. Much. It's yeah. anyone's going to get, and it's not even you mightn't be bored, but it's just like, okay, I've been sitting here for a while, concentrating. I need a, a break. You know. Yeah. But I love sitting. Well. I love sitting and watching a tax planner and then a financial planner, <laughs> and then and then right after, insurance right after guy. that, an insurance. Oh God. An insurance strategist, and you're just like, we actually did that. Uh, Travis and I a long time ago terrible. and I think I think I it's like hard. leaned forward and, and I looked at it and I invited him so I know I feel bored even thinking about it I, I just kind of leaned forward and I was like I would rather be in a bathtub cutting myself like yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think that too is what I love about Fly Club is because it's such an intimate group everyone feels really comfortable you know like you were saying you Mike got up and you know he just had a 6.8 million dollar launch and he has a, a, a SaaS company that serves <laughs> 
people who are in the room. So naturally, because you've been to so many events where you're like, oh, great, this is just going to be one big old freaking sales pitch for his- it's probably a sponsor. Fashion. Yeah, it's probably you know? a sponsor. <laughs> and then all of a sudden he's like, okay, so this is exactly what I did. Here's the language I use. Here's this. And it's like nothing to do about the product he's selling. It's truly just like, oh, and by the way, hey, here's free access to everybody. It's like people feel safe to be able to do that. Yeah. So, you know, you yeah. look at someone like like Mike Filsame, who isn't like a world-class speaker. And in fact- we get a little bit like, ooh, when someone approaches us, like, I know someone, they're a great speaker. It's like, I don't really care about that because this is <laughs> about that. Like, if you're a great speaker, yeah. you probably have a pretty good talk track, which means you probably are naturally trying to sell shit or stuff. <laughs> Sorry, I knew that was going to happen. And, um, you know, I think there's something really amazing about having just a bunch of like-minded entrepreneurs who are like, here's my business, like, peel back the curtain, let me show you everything, you know? Yeah. 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 And the authenticity, right? Because that's the other big element. It's like nobody's like putting on show or ego or whatever. It's like authentically, they're trying to help one another. They're trying to solve problems. They're there to, to learn something, but then also to give, right? Um, and that's, love it. I loved, the, I loved the vulnerability of the roundtables. We, at, like, oh, yeah. for, I, just because I didn't know anybody, I ended up sitting with uh, Rob from Brandeis which for people who don't know what Brandeis is, it's very similar. Branditize. Branditize, Branditize, Branditize thank you, sorry. Um, it's very similar to what Shockwave is. We provide similar services, but actually much different. They're on the more digital side, we're on the more operational side. And so it was so funny because I gave my uh, biggest hurdle, our, mm -hmm. our, and he had the same one. The exact same one, yeah. The exact yeah. same one, and he was cool. like, oh, you do, that's you. It's just such a great um We great did that on purpose. <laughs> No, I, I, I wish we did, but no, we didn't. <laughs> um, no, but it was it was really great to sit there with him. And what was nice is it was for both of us, it was, hey, you know, with, we keep running into the same issue. We tell our clients X, Y, Z, and they come back and they say, you never said this. You never told us. Well, it's in writing and it's an email, and, but, <laughs> but I didn't understand it. So it doesn't matter. You didn't make me understand it. And so we had two people. One was an investor, an offer owner, and the other one was an offer owner. It, he actually owns a bunch of offers and they kind of gave us some feedback on what we could do. It was really, it was really nice. It was really, really nice to sit there and be able to be vulnerable and say, uh, this is what I'm struggling with. And then have not only someone go me too, but also have people say, here's what I can lend to help you with that. Mm -hmm. It's perfect. Beautiful. Um, I'd like to work towards, um, kind of tying, tying things up a little bit here, but before we do, I want to make sure from, um, value perspective to the audience about things that they can implement right now. We, I mean, we've covered a lot of different things. Uh, like I would say actionable things. If you're considering a partnership, if you're looking at a relationship, how to, how to navigate through, um, you know, you know, starting maybe with the end in mind, having those, you know, conversations, let's talk about two hours, you know, the worst thing that you could think of. Um, are there any other things that you think would be really helpful for somebody thinking about doing a partnership or even just launching a direct response business or an online campaign things that they should start either with the end in mind or things that, that you would have done looking back if you had the experience you had today coming out and starting or launching or optimizing any, any type of key takeaways from, from either. I, I think the conversation, that, that conversation is the key thing to, to mm. all of it. Um, and I think, again, it's stuff we've gone over, but the, the skills, opposite skill sets don't, don't go with your friend that has the exact same skill set as you. But the other thing is too, that I think we all, um, we all miss. We have a little bit of a gut feeling. Now, depending on how woo-woo you are, what's a gut feeling, right? Sure. I mean, we all know, I don't know about you guys, but 99% of the time, your gut is right. And, you know, I've gone into deals yeah. where there's just, but, but logically, there's nothing wrong with the deal. And you just got that little bit of a gut thing. And does it ever work out? Never. So that's probably, I would say, a fundamental thing. And you're going in and you're all, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, because you'll want it to. It's like a relationship you don't want to see the negatives to. Because, mm -hmm. oh, you know, um, I think that's a really fundamental good thing to, to really try to do that. If there's a tiny little bit of it, as, as huge as the opportunity is in your mind, pass on it. Yeah, I think that's so important. I can think, even just when you said that, you know that feeling where you're like, eh, I can think of the exact times in my life where I felt that and, you know, the worst is when you're proven wrong because you never, if you don't do it, you're never proven right. Like I knew I should have done that and I didn't do it. Like, you never get it. You know, you never get the validation. You only get it when you actually mess up, but it's so important. You know, I think, uh, I think truly listening to your, your gut on whether or not something feels, feels right. Um, the other thing I would say is, and I talk about this a lot with some of my students is 
Right now, starting a direct response marketing business is easier than it has ever been from a perspective of the tools that you have available to yeah. you. And, you know, I get, it's so funny how people get so hung up on, on that sort of stuff when at the end of the day, it's like, you need to have a product that's meeting the market needs, end of story. Um, and so don't yeah. focus so much on like how the, the structure of your offer is going to look and what are you going to upsell and what are you going to like, listen to your audience, find out what they need, create that, sell that, then go from there. Mm -hmm. Um, because everyone's always caught up on like, you know, what tool am I going to use? And what do you use to do this? And what do you, and you know, my business right now is like a Frankenstein of all these different tools. And it's, and now I have a whole headache of, you know, knowing I have to migrate and consolidate and all that. But it was because I was like, let's just get it out quick. Let's just get it out quick. Let's just get it out quick. I want to test it, see if it makes money and then go from there, you know? That, and so that's better than perfect, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Progress over perfection. Of course. Ch Travis and I had, had so many conversations with clients of that, like, no, 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 let's get it compliant first. Something. <laughs> and you know what? I mean, just to, to really echo that was, I was thinking about that. Like when you're really starting, 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 all those things fall into the bucket of, oh, it's got to be right. It's procrastination. And we yeah. know procrastination is the biggest killer. This is what I just always say to people. You've got three ideas, five ideas, 10 ideas. I don't even care. Pick the worst one and do it. Pick the one that you think's the best. Just pick one and That's take that good. step forward. I mean, you know, again, this is very fundamental, but I mean, so I think probably, I don't know what the percentage is, but most businesses never get off the ground for that exact reason. I can't be coarse. I can't be coarse. I don't know enough about, like I said, just think I'd never turned a computer on a year before I started, still can't type. And I had a multi-million dollar software personal development company in a year. The so, only thing you need to be able to run a excuse. business is a pen and a list. I need a but list truly, of shit I need to get done and a pen to cross it off. That's all you need. That's it. But you know what? And honestly, this is, I didn't realize that I naturally had that old, you know, ready, ready, fire aim. I didn't know that. I, and it's, don't get me wrong. It hasn't always served me at all, but sure. better to be like that than never mm -hmm. doing anything ever. Yeah. Get to the failures, fail fast, right? Mm -hmm. Fail fast, learn the lesson. So And have, and have, please, 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 coming from a copywriter, like the number <laughs> of times I, I critique people's funnels and I'm like, I still don't get it. What do you do? Like, that is not a good thing, right? And it's because so many people are focused on having a business rather than actually solving people's problems. Right. Having That's a business one, is yeah. not a business if you don't solve people's problems. And yeah. so what is it that you do for people? And it's so shocking to me how many people are like, <laughs> I, I don't know, but I have a landing page and I have a sales page and I have an autoresponder and you're like, whoop de freaking do like anyone, my grandma could go set that up, you know, right now. So solve people's problems, start with one big problem. And then, you know, you're not going to solve everyone's problems overnight. But I think that honestly is the But I have all life. these amazing features. Right. Exactly. <laughs> well, here's yeah. the thing I love too. Like, that's your point, Alex, because we've had a lot of different people, um, from different spaces on our podcast, anything from operations to copy to uh, media, right? And, and the consistent point is like, from your customer's point of view, the customer hitting your landing page, it's like, what are you doing? How are you, what's their experience? What's the value that you're adding? You know, is it easy to go through the checkout page? Is it, does it make sense? Does it flow through? Is it things that are broken or things that don't make sense or things that you know, are disjointed? Or even when you're talking about like email leads, right? It's like, does it connect to the landing page? And if there's a disconnect, if it, if it doesn't make sense, if the experience of the consumer isn't being, you know, uh, adding, if you're not adding value or if it's not adding continuity to that whole process and flow, then there's no point, you know, huge yeah. disconnect. Yeah. And that's so important now too. Like I love direct response marketing. Don't get me wrong, but the days of direct response marketing, like what worked 10 years ago, it's not, it's that's, that doesn't work anymore. You know, it was like great coffee works, but it, it you, people no longer just blindly trust anything they read on the internet. And so I think that's so important to have the brand, what? like a branded experience. Yeah. What, what do you mean? It's on the, I saw it on the internet. That must be real. And, and I think too, that, um, that is really important. You know, I truly believe this is my sort of per personal, um, belief is that branding and copywriting and direct response marketing are all, they all go hand in hand, you know, and, people will find your business and they want to know who is the person behind it. They want to know, mm -hmm. like, they don't, they don't, they no longer just want a faceless business, you know? And I think that um, if there's anything that you can do in 2021 to get started, it would be audio and video content. Um, you know, just mm -hmm. like you guys are doing this podcast, it's on the rise. And especially after 2020, I think that is going to be a huge game changer. So. All right. Well, we're going to wrap up here, guys. I appreciate you so much for jumping on. Um, I'd like to have, if you guys would mind, uh, anything that you would want for our listeners, if they want to contact you or reach out or, or get more information from 
either my movies or Flight Club or uh, Coffee Posse or anything that you guys want to share with our audience. Love to make yeah, sure so Flight Club, they can go to flightclubmastermind.com or Flight Club Mastermind on Instagram. And if anyone wants to connect with me, um, the easiest would just be Copy Posse on Instagram or they can uh, check me out on YouTube. And Glenn, you're Glenn Ledwell on Instagram, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, just my name. I'm very accessible too. Facebook, Glenn Ledwell, really simple. It's not that common a name. Same on Instagram. <laughs> uh, JV Hacking. Um, is obviously all about your affiliate marketing world. Mine maybe is about personal. I can be contacted through any of those channels and of course through Flight Club. Um, so uh, yeah, it just depends. But uh, yeah, very accessible, more than happy to answer anyone's questions they have as well. Wonderful. Thank you so much for coming on guys. We just uh, appreciate you so much. Thank you guys. Thank you. Appreciate you. you. Can't wait to see you in a yep. few months. You got it. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye for now. Thanks for joining us today. For more information about Shockwave Solutions, please visit our website, follow us on Facebook, or email emma at shockwavesolutionsllc.com.